so much work to do, like uh, recruiting, training, employer branding, all different kinds of uh, human resources areas. And they simply, I can imagine that they didn't have uh, sufficient knowledge to, to, to take care of uh, global mobility in a proper way. I know that sometimes GM falls into payroll or compensation and benefits, but then the whole talent management and the whole HR side of GM is not addressed, in my opinion. So I think that uh, choosing a specific person for GM matters means having somebody who understands the big picture, so understands both talent management, compliance matters, such as immigration, tax regulation, and who understands the costs associated with uh, international assignments, understands the policies and what's up in the world, what trends are, are on. So I think that it's very important to find such a person and to this, um, designate such a person to deal with mobility. So I hear you're passionate about participating in the global initiative aiming to improve the global mobility processes on a global basis, on a worldwide basis. Working together with HR leaders to promote the idea of global mobility as an important contributor to talent management and helping grow the global talent pipeline and how it all fits in with the company's objectives, company business, and getting to ROI. And I see that you're also a coach for younger people, junior team members. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, from, from the moment I've became, uh, become a, a global senior global mobility consultant, I've had a chance to be a coach and to kind of coordinate the work of GM specialists. That's true. Okay. So the economy in Poland is pretty good now, isn't it? Strong. I think that's correct. I think that the, the market is, is really good for employees. And this is something that um, the companies need to think about. Like, I think that um, what also needs to be changed in many, in, in many cases in, in Poland, and I believe it's still changing, um, is the attitude towards uh, GM programs. I, from my experience, I did face some concerns from the business that they're losing people because of GM. And uh, what I think, and you mentioned that the economy is good, I think that what actually should happen is that they should restructure their program in such a way um, so GM could become a tool to develop people, to retain people in the company, um, a tool to find talent internationally. So it should be a tool for the business leaders to expand their business, to use the, the economy that you've mentioned and use the, the, the possibilities that we can move around and gather different experience abroad, for example, and bring it back to the home firm to expand the business, you know, that, um, expand and use the skills that uh, the assignee have acquired in the, in the host country. So I think that this is very important, and I believe there are many ways to maximize the chances that somebody will actually return from the assignment, which is a very often concern of the business that people are going somewhere, but they're not coming back. So let me ask you a couple of questions about maximizing performance. Mm -hmm. And of course, the idea of measurement, how do you measure an assignment? So I think that assignees need coaching. And the issue and problem is that coaching means a person that is hired time, and then that's very expensive. 
So not many companies invest in coaching an assignee and the assignee family to do better, to do more. And to what extent do you think in the future that it will be artificial intelligence or machine guidance or some kind of app that Mm -hmm. the global mobility manager and the assignee communicate through an app that helps guide them in their performance day to day, not only from an attitude point of view, but also a performance technically on the job. Because in my view, the Mm -hmm. more coaching, the more engagement managers have with the assignee and the family while on assignment, not only more engagement, but the more empowerment and the more communication Mm -hmm. is a control device as well as a management tool. So what do you think about that? Is that too far out? Is it too advanced? Or do you think it's real? No, no, no. I think I do believe in technology and I do believe that the whole relocation process might be so much better and smooth and easier for assignees if the proper technology is in place. So I believe that companies should actually invest and there are so many ways to the relocation and the and the communication with the assignee better through different technology solutions. But I also believe in human factor and I believe that as you mentioned coaching, I believe that such coaching, face to face coaching and keeping in touch with the assignee should be also face-to-face or, or virtually by conversation. What I wanted to, because you've actually touched a couple of topics I wanted to, to follow as well, uh, you've mentioned kind of uh, empowerment of people. And when I heard these concerns that people are going on assignment and not, not coming back, so GM is bad because we're losing people, I was actually investigating whether the business leaders who send their people on assignment, they, if they were actually in touch with them. Because going on assignment doesn't mean, you know, terminating the contract in the home firm and just starting a new job in the host firm. I strongly believe that it should be ongoing continuity of communication between the, between the home firm and the assignee in order for the assignee to, you know, feel taken care of, uh, to feel that his or her performance is being reviewed. I Probably in many companies, the performance is evaluated in the host firm, but I can imagine that it's very important from the home firm perspective because there is a reason that person went on the assignment to acquire specific skills, to acquire specific knowledge, and the home firm should actually um, keep track of what the assignee benefited from from the assignment. And I think that in many situations, there is this lack of communication throughout the assignment, ongoing communication. Yeah. So to what extent are you seeing assignees take notes, record their experiences daily or weekly relative to representing the company in the local community? Because There's a fancy term called employer branding, which means from a marketing point of view, the assignee is actually the company in the eyes of others. How is that recognized? If I understood you correctly, because I'm not sure, I can, like, if I understood you correctly, that the assignee is kind of 
face of employer branding of of what the home firm represents. Yes. Yeah, I I have seen such situations. For example, when the the assignees were going to the host firm and they were in touch with the home firm and keeping in touch with their teams, for example, with their teammates, and they were speaking about how the work looks like in the host firm, and more people were interested in going on the assignment to this specific place. So I believe that it's it works both ways, that the, the, the assignee um, is kind of responsible for the employer branding of both home firm and host firm, because while he works in the host firm, he can tell everybody what's happening in the home firm and share some best practices. And then the other way around, when he's coming back or she's coming back on during um, so-called home leave, because I, I strongly believe that assignees should be coming back from time to time to their home firms and they are able to share best practices, what knowledge they acquired in the host firm. So I think that it's marketing for both sides. Thank you very much and very descriptive. So what I'm interested to learn as well is to what extent is the assignee on a regular basis, to what extent does the assignee take notes? In other words, make a record day-to-day or weekly mm-hmm. of any new skills that they pick up and apply to certain situations. In other words, how is the job mm-hmm. described while mm-hmm. it is going on, not after? Um, so there's uh, a record, it's I, almost I, like I, a diary. Yeah, that's really a good idea. I. To be honest, I'm afraid that most people track their performance progress during the the performance review cycle. So probably once a year or twice a year, it depends on the company probably, people are gathering feedbacks and summarizing what they've achieved throughout some period of time. But what you said that it should actually happen on a regular basis. I, I believe in a ongoing feedback. So a really nice tool is, for example, and the technology can help here, is a tool that allows you to take feedbacks from your coworkers or, or from your leaders regarding your performance on a regular basis. So not only once a year or twice a year, but after each project, for example, or after each month, And here, the role of coach probably is very important because the coach can kind of summarize with the assignee what has happened, what needs to be improved. So, yeah, I believe that both coaching and technology that you both mentioned are are really crucial here to help with the regular performance review. So, for the most part, are most Mm -hmm. of the assignees that you have been dealing with, are they young people, are they junior, or are some country managers or senior sales guys or gals? I mean, who are the people Mm -hmm. that you have been involved with recently? To be honest, both both kinds of assignments took place. And I believe that there are many strategic movements resulted from the need of the business, that the the business wants somebody to go somewhere, acquire knowledge or expand specific area of the industry. 
and in such cases, the, the executive year managers, directors are, are sent on the assignment. But from the latest global mobility trends, and I've observed it throughout last years when I worked at both big four companies, I can observe that more and more young people are very interested in going on assignment and gathering international experience and exposure to the businesses in different countries. And I already see that it's become, an, as you mentioned, employer branding and a tool for the employer to attract people that, oh, we have a, such a, a, an opportunity for you that you can actually take part in international projects. You can meet, work with uh, people all around the world. So this is a very significant benefit from my experience for young people who are junior, who are just starting their careers, that they can that they can start working internationally already, thanks to assignments uh, and specifically short-term assignments and uh, like project-based assignments and business trips. Yes, so it's a it's a very important thing for the assignee and family to settle into the local community and mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. learn about the culture and make some friends and become part of the local community rather than be a stranger and be alone. Absolutely, um, because mm-hmm. that will not only uh, improve the 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 experience the experience for the assignee and family the experience for the people who the assignee comes in contact with on a local mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. and improves the results for the company in other words mm-hmm. ROI return on investment of sending the assignee yes. and yes. as a next step a tracking of the performance in other words the experiences of the assignee mm-hmm. almost daily. I would think that would be a critical factor for the company to have a record of the experiences day to day so that they can measure better and then assign that person to a next assignment, mm-hmm. a next project, utilizing skills that the person has picked up. So, and then applying that forward, and that creates ROI. So let me ask you another question about how companies mm-hmm. in, in Poland mm-hmm. and Central Eastern Europe, from your perspective to date, how are companies forecasting what the costs of assignment will be? How are companies doing that? They have, of course, salary and some basic housing and mm-hmm. education costs, but there's other costs, mm-hmm. and also there's a risk of compliance. So could you address that topic? Could you talk about that a little bit from your perspective about how do companies measure, forecast the cost of an assignment? Um, I do believe that GM is very much should be the one who advised to the business what costs are associated with the assignment. I know that this is probably struggle of both HR and GM professionals to finish with the association of being an admin role and become a strategic partner to the business. And I believe that GM expert or GM consultant should actually help the business to understand what costs, what risks are needed to be 
So I think that we should not only execute, execute whatever has been decided by the business, but we should actually, first of all, understand the business case. So understand why somebody is to go somewhere, what it will be the role of this person, what this person will do on assignment, what is the goal of this assignment. And then on this basis, uh, having the knowledge that we have on the policies, on the latest trends, on the relegation benefits that are on the market, we should mm-hmm. obviously benchmark ourselves with the competitors, for example, and what, what whatever happening in the world. So GM should actually, having the understanding about the business case, should advise to the business what assignment type uh, should we follow, what kind of cost, what kind of relocation benefits we should provide to the assignee, and what legal implications will happen, like what kind of legal or social security risk to be considered an address. So yeah, I think that you're asking whether companies do it. I have a feeling that the awareness is getting better and better, but probably in many cases, you mentioned also return on investment. I can imagine that in many cases, it's not happening that people are spending, I mean, the businesses are spending money on assignments, but they're not really tracking their benefits after the assignments or the return on investment they've made. So it's at a higher level where the uh, situation is, is that the impact or the need for an assignment isn't as obvious, and therefore the companies are not paying attention to these details yet. So it needs to be better explained what, how to track it and how to coach and how to make things work how things could work better if there is more more communication. So it becomes a communications issue, doesn't it, as well as a technical issue. Absolutely. That's correct. So are many young people that you know of in Central and Eastern Europe, are, are they learning about global mobility, about international assignments, or is it just something they, they hear about on the news and they see uh, Google and other big companies doing this and that, and they think about, how is it to work in another country? And are people just, uh, younger people just thinking about staying in their own community and growing more within their own community? From my perspective, young people are really keen on going abroad to, to um, gather this international experience. And probably it's more difficult for people with family, so people on a senior level, let's say, for who's going on assignment things, really huge personal life changes, like moving with a spouse and, and children and so on. So from my perspective, for, for junior employees who are often single, for example, it's much easier to decide to go on assignment and I didn't really observe many people wanting to stay in their communities. Maybe they're not thinking about going somewhere permanently. They're really keen on get, getting back in two or three years. But uh, I think that they, they want to use the, the opportunity that the companies provide to go somewhere and to acquire some knowledge that, that is, for example, more developed in another country. Well, it's really been a pleasure to meet you and to speak with you about global mobility Mm -hmm. as a partner to the business 
and what it looks like for the future. It seems like there's a just a great business future for Poland and and Central and Eastern Europe as the technology companies continue to grow and other companies outside of Central and Eastern Europe utilize the people and processes apparently less costly in Poland and Central and Eastern Europe than in, say, Paris or London or Milan. Would you agree that the growth of your area is is dependent upon the attitudes of the people as well as the cost factors? I think that the cost factors will be manageable. Like we've mentioned, the economy the, the economy is really good. Probably we would need to analyze it country by country, but I'm saying in general, I don't want to specify it for, for each country in the CEE because it's not the case. But in general, I, I believe that the, the, the economic situation is good. I believe that it will be better. the awareness of how to use global mobility to expand the business and to develop their people will grow. To be honest, a couple of years ago when I was back at EY and I started to de- de- deal with mobility, I was looking for some workshops, conferences or classes to, to acquire more knowledge about GM. And honestly, the only classes I found were concerned only compliance issues. So immigration, social security or taxes. And it's absolutely understandable. I mean, it's very, compliance is very important in GM, but I lacked the, the possibility to gain some more knowledge about the other things that we've mentioned, like cultural trainings or talent management and global mobility policies and procedures, the technology. Back then, I found a conference in London, the GM, EMEA GM Summit. I went there and I was I was amazed of the number of topics that are needed to be taken into account that should be, I thought that it should be promoted in Poland among the business leaders, among companies, and among people managing international finance. So uh, last year, we run the first conference in, in Poland, Forum for Expatriate Management Chapter in Warsaw. It was just a couple of hours, but still, I was so happy that it actually happened. And this year, I can already reveal in October, we're planning to kick off with another bigger one-day conference about global mobility, um, touching not only compliance issues, but all the other things I've mentioned. So I think it's changing and the platform will be getting bigger and bigger. And people managing international assignments will have a space for themselves in Warsaw and Poland to network and to share their experiences, share their best practices. So I wish you well, and I'm really glad to have you as our guest on globalradiotalkshow.com, a broadcast service of Global HR News. Someday we will produce Global HR News Conference in Poland, and would love to have you as a speaker and as a teacher. Thank so, you so much um, for having me and for inviting I am delighted to have you, Magdalena. Please pronounce your last name again. Yeah, it's Magdalena Marflewska. And feel free to follow me on LinkedIn because the details of, uh, of the conference in Warsaw will be revealed really soon, within a month, a month or so. And also, I'll be changing the role, that we, as you mentioned in the beginning. So 
in case anybody would like to get in touch with me and discuss mobility matters, which I'm always passionate about. Feel free to to reach out to me. Right, and Global HR News will be very happy to help promote you and your event. So on LinkedIn, I will spell your name. It's M-A-G-D-A-L-E-N-A, last name M-A-R-C-H-L-E-W-S-K-A, Markleska. Is that correct? Yes, it's very good. Oh, (laughs) well, great. Okay, well, thanks very much. This is Ed Cohen. Broadcast host, signing off from San Diego, and that is Magdalena in Warsaw. Thank you again, Magdalena. Thank you, Ed. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful day.